Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me on the Film Survivor Podcast this week. I am your host, Tom Santilli. Uh, thank you for following all of my Survivor coverage this year on realityt.com. Uh, we are kind of got a special episode here today coming out on a Monday uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday last week. Hope, hope everybody had a great, uh, happy, safe uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we are going to get into some things. I don't know if I should still be giving out uh, spoiler warnings uh, when you know this podcast is happening. Oh, what almost five days after uh, <laughs> the episode aired. But just in case you haven't seen the episode yet, uh, episode nine of Survivor Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers, um, you might want to pause this podcast or come back to it a little bit later because we are going to be revealing uh, some spoilers from the episode. So there's your warning. And, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, I'm just going to talk briefly today because I feel like everybody, you know, has a lot to digest uh, from the episode, uh, not to mention uh, to from their Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, but, you know, basically, <laughs> I kind of reached a point last week where I finally f- found myself kind of tired of trying to defend this season as being... Uh, you know, potential for a great season. I, I, I keep wanting, I keep expecting it to get a little bit better, a little bit more exciting, but I feel like this season is mastering the art of like building up what could be a great situation, a great play, and then kind of going nowhere. Uh, this was evident last week on Wednesday, uh, the episode uh, with Tribal Council, and you know there was this hatch, this uh, plot that was hatched uh, to try to take out uh, Ben and blindside Ben, and it seemed like that would have made things awesome. <laughs> I mean, I like Ben, uh, but that move would have been really good. It would you know kind of turn the game on its head. Instead, we got some weird. Uh, confusing tribal council with uh, Dr. Mike playing his idol and then, you know, him and Joe casting their votes on Cole, their, uh, their original Alliance member. So just silly stuff. I, I don't really understand, you know, it just, I feel like this season's kind of feeling flat. Like it has opportunities like that where it could just be really good. And then it just kind of doesn't go in that direction. I still like this cast, though. I think that this cast is better than most mediocre seasons. I think that there are a lot of interesting characters, a lot of good Survivor players. Uh, Speaking of good Survivor players, though, Cole Metters. Not necessarily one of them. (laughs) Uh, Cole was... A fan favorite on on my website, at least on realityt.com, uh, who you know is a main, uh, mostly female audience. I, I would say uh, everybody loved Cole. Everybody's hating on Chrissy, uh, and so Cole though uh, you know had the, the the charm, the charisma. He was you know the, the 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 washboard abs. The guy was you know had everything going for him, and uh, you know early in the game though kind of showed his liability. Uh, he got in the showmance with Jessica, uh, and then that kind of led to Jessica's downfall. Cole really revealed that he wasn't a really good survivor player in terms of the strategy. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that when his uh, when I chat with him coming up here. The exit interview with Cole is coming up, so just stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, you know, he just didn't seem like he had a lot of knowledge about the game. He then it didn't help matters when he would like steal food and eat more than his fair share. It just kind of painted him not as a real team player. Uh, dare I say, an uglier person 
uh, <laughs> might not have even been given as much slack as Cole was given, but based on Cole's just kind of good nature, uh, I think that it made him, um, it endeared him to people, endeared him to people uh, in the game a little bit longer than maybe otherwise. But with that being said, yeah, Cole was voted out. He becomes the second member of the Survivor jury. And uh, with that, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to see how he interprets the game, you know, moving forward and who would Cole vote for in the end of the game. That'll all be interesting to kind of watch and to kind of follow to see what happens. Uh, we got a plane going overhead here as I'm recording the podcast. There goes a nice helicopter. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but uh, distracted me for two seconds. Anyways, uh, where was I? We're talking about Cole and, uh, you know, what he did on uh, on the show last week. But really, you know, his game was going to be coming down to being physical. Uh, he needed to win some challenges down the stretch. I don't think he's the kind of player most people wanted to bring just because they knew that he's a huge physical threat always, and that takes away from their opportunity to win challenges down the road. So I don't blame the majority alliance for taking out Cole. Uh, again, the big question mark is uh, what the heck was Dr. Mike doing uh, playing his idol? And apparently there's a lot more to that story. So we're going to talk to Cole about that. And then stay tuned after the interview uh, for some special uh, uh, notes for the upcoming podcast. Yes, there will be another podcast this week because we have a double episode of Survivor on Wednesday. And... Uh, you're going to want to hear what I have to say at the end of this podcast just to kind of uh, make sure that you don't miss anything this week with uh, with two people being eliminated. So with that, let's get into our interview. Uh, here's my chat with Cole Metters. Hey, Tom. Hey, Cole, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, hope you had a good uh, Thanksgiving uh, break there. Uh, got to eat as much as you wanted, I'm sure. Oh. More than enough. I'm I'm very full still. All right, cool, man. So let me just start off too. You know, I'm sure you've been asked a lot about this uh, today, but um, I wanted to just get your uh, your kind of thoughts on the relationship that you stoked up with uh, Jessica out there on the island. Um, tell me a little bit about what it meant to you. Um, you know, are you guys still uh, talking? Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, during the game and on the island, Jessica was. Uh, like my person I could go to. Um, I trusted her and in Survivor it's it's a big deal to have that emotional support. because um, it's it can be a very lonely game when you don't have anyone to turn to or anyone to fully trust. So mm-hmm. it was nice to be able to have a person that I could go talk to about stuff. And when she left it definitely became a much more lonely game. Uh it just kinda of felt like I was completely on my own at that point for the most part. Um but yeah, we've been able to hang out a few times outside of the game. Um, we're definitely still touch on our, on a regular basis and, uh, we have plans in the future to hang out. So. Okay, cool, man. That's good to hear. Um, when, when she got voted out, a lot of criticism people gave her was that, um, her close relationship with you is kind of what led to her downfall. Um, do you think that that's a fair assessment or what would you say to people that would say that about, about her relationship with you? Um, I think everyone's totally responsible for their own game at the end of the day. Although I did have some pretty bad habits that kind of became toxic for the people around me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't say that that's inaccurate. Um, but at the end of the day, that was her decision to make her alliance with me. And she had opportunities to throw me away, but she never did. But uh, so, yeah, a little bit of both. What was your um, 
what was your experience with Survivor um, leading up to you being on it? Were, were you a fan of the show? Um, you know, what were your thoughts kind of going into this season? So I had watched it with my family when I was much younger, back in its early days, when okay. it was a completely different show, <laughs> uh, when it was mostly just survival. Uh, and that's where I kind of, you know, thought it might still be. But it's not at all. It's become a very in-depth social game. And that that part of it kind of ate me alive, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the not eating part, too. <laughs> so um, I definitely did not expect that going out there. I expected it to be completely easy physically for me. And it was for the most part, just except for the food. Sure. But I was not ready to lie to everyone on a different level and be that manipulative. Was was there a moment where you realized like that that the strategy had had be, had become something much more than you were anticipating? Like, was there was it day one when you're out there talking to everybody else, or was there something that happened that you find that you finally realized like, wow, like <laughs> there's a lot of people out here that are willing to lie and deceit and do whatever they need to do. Um, it probably did not hit me until Jessica went home. Actually, okay, that was. That's what not going to travel council will do for a first-time player. Is mm-hmm. it kind of you never get to really understand what it means? Like if people are really telling you the truth, if your alliance is solid or not, and you found out, I found that out the hard way at travel council. And you you talked about too on the show, you know, about with the food, you know, you talked about like being used to eating, you know, a certain amount of calories every day and things like that. When the you know the, the show of course is edited and can portray people in in different ways. Do you feel like the show um, portrayed you fairly as far as like the food that you were taking? Like, were you were you going off um, purposely to kind of sneak food and stuff like that, or or was it more like of, of an honest thing? Like, you just you know you you needed calories, so therefore you felt you needed more than other people. Um, there was one instance, and this is the only time that I snuck food or took more than I should have. And it was uh, when most people had their backs turned. I think Ben probably noticed, but I took two bites of peanut butter from the spoon, <laughs> and that was the extent of my food, my food, my food hoarding, as they would call it. <laughs> but uh, other other than that, um, I did eat a couple fish to myself, but that was only because I had caught every one fish uh, on a daily basis, <laughs> and I thought I deserved to at least eat my own fish to replace the energy I'd used to go out and fish because it's tiring swimming down thirty, forty feet and trying to spearfish when you're running off of reserves. Sure. You know, uh, I, I want to talk to you too about the, you know, the tribal council that, uh, that you were uh, voted out. Um, what, I guess, guess, walk us through your perspective of things. You, you voted for Ben. There was talk on the show that, you know, there was a chance that you guys might've tried to flip the script, you know, you, Mike and, and Joe and, and trying to vote for Ben. Was it, was it a shock how things went down? Um, were you expecting to go home? Were you expecting Mike and Joe to vote for you? Uh, kind of tell us what your uh, thought pattern was. Uh, no, Joe told me to my face that he was probably going to vote for me. It was an either me or him situation. And I said, I understand, man. I'll probably vote for you too if it comes down to it. Um, but I mean, I ended up voting for Ben. So I just wanted to stick with my guns and vote for someone who had been gumming for me since <laughs> day one. But uh and then Mike came to me and basically asked for my permission to vote for me. Uh, we've been in an alliance together since the very first day. We said, we're going to be final two. Uh, we're big Game of Thrones fans. So we were like, Jamie and Tyrion, let's do this. Uh, and uh, so he basically just came up and said, Cole, I want your permission to like 
vote for you tonight. I don't want you to be mad at me because uh, you're a sinking ship. And I was like, you're right, dude. I'm going down. Like, Get off while you can and go win this thing for both of us. Uh, and if something does happen to Tribal Council, we'll make an audible. But it did not happen. So, What did you think of the whole um, – did he explain to you at all what his thought pattern was with that idle play uh, as far as um... – you know that he was gonna. Did he tell you in any way that he was gonna use the idol on himself or or use it in that way? So Mike had a suspicion that I had an idol, and I was keeping that close to my chest, not telling him. Mm. I was never a hundred percent clear with him because I wasn't hundred percent sure if uh, he was gonna use that information against me or not. Okay. But I said like I might have an idol, and I think he just thought that I got the idol off the beach in the mad scramble mm. for it. Um, so I think he played his idol and intending um, to draw votes towards him. And then he also showed a fake idol on Joe, oh. meaning that all the votes would come towards me and that I would uh, basically get to control who went home. And I think he still just voted for me just in case things didn't go his way as a, as a safety. Why do you think they ultimately didn't try to vote for Ben and like flip things up? Um, I just don't think they stood a chance. I mean, even if we did, our three votes would not have mattered. Um, if Mike had not played, if he had played his idol for me, he would have gone home. Um, and they were never going to vote for Joe. So we just didn't have the numbers and they just did what they had to do. With, uh, you know, like you mentioned, kind of coming into the game and the strategy, you know, kind of was, you know, a lot more than you were anticipating the, uh, Looking back on things now, you know, it's easy to kind of look back and, and play the what-if game, but w- are there things that you would have done differently uh, to prepare yourself for the, for the game of Survivor? Like, is there anything that you look back on and wish that you would have um, pr- approached it in a different way? I wish I would have taken more time to watch the show, to study it more. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I did watch the show to study before it came out here, all I did was watch the big moments, like mm-hmm. – the idle finds or the challenges or tribal council. And I fast forward through all the small social gameplay that is where survivor is really actually played. So, and also mentally prepared myself. If I had known that I would be starving like that, I think I could have prepared myself going in to not make those impulsive decisions that put a target on my back. Were you, um, what was the reaction like, uh, watching the show play out, you know, from home? Um, what was the reaction to like that when you were, you know, telling people about the secrets and people were like, Oh my gosh, you know, why, why is Cole telling these people this? Was there, were you getting a lot of positive uh, feedback or or negative feedback? Or did it surprise you in any way? The, the, the passion that people have for the game of survivor. The feedback was positive and negative at the same time. Like literally inside of one tweet, it was positive (laughs) and negative. They were Cole. You're such a beautiful, lovable idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. All right. Very yeah. cool. So I was like, I mean, I'll take it. It's not all mean. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. And, uh, you know, I watched your Ponderosa video as well. And, uh, you know, you talked about um, how you came away from the game uh, feeling like you had kind of a different perspective and you had learned some things. Can you expand on that and just kind of let us know, like, what, what did you take away from the game? What did it what did it teach you about yourself? Yeah. In the game, I heard a lot of people talking about their families, and that's why they were out there to play the game. And for me, it was just like, oh, this is something cool that I get to do for myself. And it kind of changed from that to me wanting to play for my family and make them proud. And it really made me want to come home afterwards and spend uh, time with them. There have been some personal things going on in my family, and that's why I'm back home now. 
trying to help out and make sure uh, everything's okay. Okay. With uh, with the food and, and, you know, your lack of food out there, uh, you know, it, it got to a point where obviously you were one of the best physical, uh, you know, challenge beasts out there. Um, did you really feel, did you feel the pressure, though, that you had to kind of win uh, the challenges in order to stay in the game longer? And did you think that you, you could have gone the full 39 days with, with, uh, with the lack of food? So once I hit the merge, um, after the merge feast, um, that gave me new life. And then, of course, I got the spaghetti reward, <laughs> and then I got the sandwich reward. So I was actually pretty well fed, um, and I, there was enough rice in between those days to hold me over. So I was feeling really strong at that point. Okay. And it was enough energy that I was able to go out and catch a lot of fish, too. Um, JP actually caught a giant stingray one day, so mm. we had a good meal on that as well. Um, but, it, yeah, for me, it was either win or go home. I felt like at that point in your life, is that something, do you like, like some, some people like that kind of pressure and they do better in that kind of pressure. Other people, you know, feel, feel the pressure and they kind of crumble in your personal life. Are you, are which kind of person are you? And did you kind of embrace that role as like, I need to win? Um, or, or I guess, where were you there? Cause you had a pretty good record yeah, I, out there as far as winning. I grew up. Yeah. I grew up always uh, playing competitive sports and, I've been doing a lot of rock climbing as an adult and you can't literally give up when you're hanging upside down from a rope and you're about to fall 40 feet and hurt yourself. You have to hold on and fight through it. So uh, on the challenges and when I went home and I lost to Lauren, I was so surprised that I dropped the urn. Mm. I felt solid and I guess it was just the smallest little movement knocked it over, but good job to her too for pulling through. That was a really impressive one. Uh, my last question for you, just to follow it, you know, full circle here. A quick question about Jessica. Um, so, what what is it exactly about Jessica that that makes you um attracted to her? You know, in in terms of you know wanting to hang out with her and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about what you what you see in Jessica, what you like about her. Uh, yeah, I think America also saw this on, and viewers saw this on the show. But she's one of the most uh, energetic, genuine sincere and sweetest people she doesn't have a dishonest bone in her body and uh she just is in love with life and it's contagious and when she smiles whoever's around her it doesn't just have to be someone who's infatuated with her but uh they're gonna smile too and she's just a joy to be around she makes you appreciate life that kind of thing well, that's great, man, and uh, good luck to the both of you, and nice talking to you today, uh, and best of luck to you moving forward, Cole. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. There it is. Uh, some interesting stuff from Cole. Hope you enjoyed that, uh, and uh, yeah, number two member of the jury moving forward. So that brings us to this week, uh, this Wednesday. We have a double episode of Survivor. That means two people are going home. Here's what we've been told from CBS. We will have two exit interviews, however... The first person who gets voted off, and it's really back-to-back episodes, so after the first hour, we'll have, you know, our third member of the jury, and after the double episode airs, we'll have our fourth member of the jury. Well, I will be uh, bringing you our normal podcast uh, on Thursday, which is usually when we post the podcast, and that podcast will include a live, uh, you know, exclusive interview with that second person who was voted off, the fourth member of the jury. I'll be speaking to that person on the podcast just as normal. For whatever reason, the person who gets voted off first in the double episode, however, uh, jury uh, jury member number three, 
we are only able to submit three emailed questions to this person uh, because apparently their interview time is very limited. So uh, I'll be submitting those questions and uh, we might be able to discuss some of those questions and answers on the podcast, but you'll be able to find that written portion of the exit interview with juror member number three uh, in my written recap on realityt.com. So just some uh, house cleaning notes there, uh, but we will have you know reaction and interviews with both people. Just one will be audio, one will be written via email. So that's what's on the docket for this week uh, as we get closer and closer to the finale uh, of season 35, as we barrel towards season 36 in, in the spring. Uh, let's hope for a strong finish down the stretch here with Survivor Triple H, and uh, I appreciate it everybody for listening to this another real quick note uh is we are starting to come out with a lot of uh you know it's at that time of year for movies uh with the year-end awards and uh you know all of our year-end things i'm a member of the detroit film critics society also the online film critics society and then the broadcast film critic association i'm a part of uh they're the ones that put on the critics choice awards uh, that are televised each year um the Detroit group, uh, our nominees and, and winners are going to be announced in the next week or two. So as we get through into December here, we're going to uh, kind of talk a little bit about movies. As we wrap up Survivor, we're going to get into uh, you know more of the year-end awards, also my top 10 list of the year. Maybe we'll talk about the worst movies of the year, and uh, we'll kind of get into that. So if you're a movie lover, uh, you definitely should be listening to this podcast, even when Survivor isn't the greatest or if it isn't on at all uh, as we get towards uh, the new year and all that kind of stuff. So keep posted for all of that. Uh, And again, thanks for listening. The best way to get all of this coverage, Survivor and movies, is to follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli. And uh, you can go to my website, TomSantilli.com. We have a Film Server podcast, Facebook page, and you can also get this podcast. uh, You can download it on iTunes and on Podbean. So definitely check it out. Let's, uh, let's finish the season out strong. And again, thanks everybody for listening. I uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving week. We will see you later this week uh, after we get through that double episode of Survivor Triple H. That'll do it. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.